Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The possibility is now becoming the reality. As Jim Mersey let the world know last night that Anthony Richardson is probably going to have season-ending surgery on his right shoulder. That means for the Colts, it's Gardner Minshew the rest of the way. What will this Colts offense look like for the rest of 2023? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, the special audio-only episodes of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast brought to you by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and joining me as always is my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, we knew this was always a possibility. And, and the Colts were, were seriously considering it. And, and obviously, as they continue to work through things, it seems like that uh, the, both the Colts and Anthony Richardson think that surgery is the best option for his long-term health. No final decision has been made as of yet, but it's looking more and more likely that Gardner Minshew will be leading this offense for the rest of the season. Yeah, and you know, despite the fact that, and we we'll probably get into it just a bit, but despite the fact that he came off arguably his worst career game, he's still the best backup in the NFL, and it's, it might not even be really close because I think behind him might be Andy Dalton. I mean, so it, it's not the worst scenario you can be in. But as Andrew mentioned, we're going to get into what it could look like on the highest level, what we think it can anyway, and what it could look like on the worst part of or the worst end of it. So um, I do think, though, that, hey, he's one hell of an insurance policy, and now he gets a chance to show the NFL if maybe he's deserving of a starter contract at the end of the day. Right. And and this really could go uh, quite a few different ways. It's just yeah. kinda, it kind of depends on, on what kind of, of, of Gardner Minshew the Colts get the, the rest of the season. And so we're going to dive into all of that today. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on all of our social medias like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live every Monday and Thursday night. We're still just a little bit over a 100 subscribers until we reach 2K. Help us get to that point really would mean a lot to us. And if you can't catch us live on YouTube or you can't watch us on YouTube, wherever you're listening to us today, obviously we're on here. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review so you'll never miss an episode and never miss uh, uh, one of these Horseshoe Huddle halftime episodes either that Drake and I have a lot of fun doing. So let's dive right into it, Drake. 
let's let's start with the good. Let's start talking about what is the the best case scenario uh, with Gardner Minshew. Now, for most for the most part this season, when Gardner Minshew has came into the game for the Indianapolis Colts, it's he's been able to keep the offense afloat. Uh, things have have gone well. Uh, he really hasn't turned the ball over too much in in most of those outings, and and the Colts offense has been able to sustain uh, uh, runs and and even win and even win some games, especially that game in Baltimore. Yeah, and Gardner Minshew really showed his ultimate value in that game in Baltimore because he started from the first snap, and they even had a chance to game plan against him, and he still figured out a way to kind of, as you said, be the field general and the distributor type of quarterback and the safe option to get them to a win. Um, and and we, we saw, we've we seen it as a spot starter against Tennessee. The guy is electric as a spot starter. He's very good in that position. Um, when a team doesn't ex- necessarily get a chance to game plan for him and you game plan for, game plan for somebody like Anthony Richardson, and here comes this guy who isn't the risk taker. He's not the mobile guy, but he's the dude who's death by a thousand cuts to your defense. So that Gardner Minshew can, can show glimpses of why you bring him in as a backup. And when I said starter money, I just need to clarify this because I'm sure people will be like, wait, $50 million for Gardner Minshew? No, no, no. I'm talking, he he now has a chance to maybe show high-end backup money or low-end starter money if you're just trying to transition and bridge into your next quarterback from the draft. I think I think the Colts have a have a chance to stay afloat with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback. Now, do I think that they they're going to go on this this incredible run and 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 possibly win the division? I don't I don't think that is realistic with Gardner Minshew. But I, I think if you're talking best case scenario, what what this Colts offense can look like, uh, it, it's going to be an offense that can run the ball effectively, uh, lean on that running game, and then and then you have a field general that is going to take care of the ball. Uh, he's going to be able to get the ball out quickly uh, to the athletes that the Colts have, uh, preferably in space to let them go to work, like a Jonathan Taylor, uh, like a Michael Pittman Jr., a Josh Downs, and and really just just not make the the catastrophic mistakes that that cost the team a game now unfortunately that's what we saw Gardner Minshew do against the Jacksonville Jaguars he made those crucial mistakes that cost the Colts the game you know you're not going to win very many games when you turn the ball over four times three interceptions and a fumble loss you just can't do that and that's not normally what we see out of Gardner Minshew so uh, he's going to keep you in games for the most part uh, I don't think that necessarily the Colts want to want to be in any shootouts with with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback but in, in most cases, he's not going to be the quarterback that is detrimental to the offense or, or causes the offense to lose games. Yeah, and I think that when we're talking about what, you know, like the best case scenario, really it's in a game where you're close or you're like within 10 and you've at least got something going on the ground, I feel like. You know, because then it really does help him a lot because, hey, a lot of people were like, well, he's got Jonathan Taylor and he's going to have Zach Moss. He is going to punch the Jags in the mouth. And like we talked about, there weren't a lot of outside runs when there may have there probably should have been with that kind of stacking in the box that Jacksonville did. But they kind of outside of allowing the Colts to maybe try outside with a run, they took it. They took that away and they forced Gardner Minshew to win with his arm and he couldn't do it because He's a backup quarterback, and how often is a backup going to be able to do that? So um, I I think that I like what you said, that he's going to keep you in games if you're close, um, but the Colts probably don't want any shootouts. But I would say 
I would say that's kind of the perfect scenario is especially if you have a little bit of a lead and he's got the ball and you, the ground game's at least halfway competent. That's where I think Gardner Minshew really shines is just not turning it over, keeping you afloat and just continuously adding points onto your lead. If your defense is also helping on the other side of the ball. And I don't think we're going to see the ground game struggle as much as they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, They're not going to see that every week either. They, I mean, Zach Moss is still the second leading rusher in in the NFL. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is is looking like his old self. I mean, took about thirty snaps uh, last week against the Jaguars, and and while his impact wasn't wasn't huge because the Colts couldn't get things on the ground, I mean, when he had the ball in his hands, I mean, he still was able to take it and make a huge play that forty yard catch and run uh, uh, when he came in that crosser over the middle. So. Ultimately, Gardner Minshew is at his best when he doesn't have to elevate the parts around him. He is getting support uh, uh, from from the running game, from his receivers and tight ends, from the offensive line to just keep this offense on track and keep things moving. Yeah, we do have to mention this, and you made a great point uh, on our last episode uh, covering the game, is that there was a series of events where, I mean, the fumble happened and here comes a t- an immediate touchdown and all of a sudden the Colts are down 14-3 to in the blink of a freaking eye. And all of a sudden then you're down, I think it was 21-3. to I mean, they just started to just lose. The, they started to have that margin increase. And the more that that happens, the more you're going to have to throw the ball. And Gardner Minshew is just not a guy who should really be throwing more than 35, 40 times a game. I think that his chances, no offense to him, 55 passes is a lot for any quarterback in this league. That's so many times throwing the ball. But for a backup, it doesn't give him much of a chance to win. So I think that you're going to see a little bit of maybe of a change in the offensive game plan, especially if Alec Pierce can't go on Sunday. Now let's talk about the flip side to this talk about what what could be the worst case scenario uh with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts this season and I think we've already seen that we saw that against the Jacksonville Jaguars where it did seem like Gardner Minshew was trying to push a little bit uh definitely was uncharacteristic for him his first multi-game interception or multi-interception game of his career rather uh was last Sunday against the Jaguars and and you're right, Drake, it kind of put him into a position where he had to really carry the offense and, and elevate the offense. So if if the Chris Colts offense struggles and they're putting into a position where where Gardner Minshew has to try to elevate this offense or or get it, or this team gets into a lot of shootouts, I don't think it's going to go very well for the Indianapolis Colts just because that's not the type of quarterback that that Gardner is. Plain and simple, he's he's a guy that that can keep your offense on track, but if he's a guy that has to go out there and and you win because of, you're just not going to win very many games that way. Yeah, and I we also saw we, we saw we've seen two samples of of you know a defense playing Minshew. One was the Ravens where they they tried everything they could to stop the ground game and they teed off on Minshew a couple different times. I mean, he was sacked five different times. That's a lot. Three by a safety in Kyle mm-hmm. Hamilton. So the only difference in that game is Zach Moss tore it open for 122 on the ground and Sermon sprinkled in 17. They had 139 rushing yards. The, the difference between that game and the Jacksonville game is Jacksonville stopped the ground game. That's the entire difference right there. And they forced turnovers on top of it. So I think that the worst case scenario, if, if Colts fans really want a sample, it's look at that Jacksonville game. It's that now you understand if we can get him to turn the ball over, 
if we can keep him honestly in the pocket and can get pass rushers through and beat these edge guys, guys like Blake Freeland, who, you know, if, I mean, we've seen both Ryman out, we've seen both Ryman and Smith out. Freeland's Freeland's already had to play both sides of the offensive line. So um, I I really think that you've got the blueprint, as you mentioned in our previous episode, that sometimes you just got to keep Minshew right there in the pocket and try to get him to run away from you. He's not the athlete Anthony Richardson is. He's not, and and that's why if 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 this run game does continue to struggle throughout the year, Oof. something happens where the where defenses are putting eight and nine men in the box and just forcing the Colts to go out there and and try to beat them through the air. Uh, it's this Colts team could struggle. You know, there there has to be balance with this offense for for things to go well. Otherwise, you're probably looking at the Colts only winning a couple more games uh, and against low level opponents just because they're they're not going to be able to keep up with most teams. And and this isn't a I don't want to act like I'm like I'm crapping on on Gardner Minshew or anything, but this is just what he is. He's a very high level backup quarterback that can win you games in a pinch and and can certainly go out there and keep your team competitive. But you're you're not going to win because of Gardner Minshew. You're going to win uh, with with Gardner Minshew, uh, and I think that that really sums it up and and what the Colts are going to be looking at moving forward. And and I hope that everyone understands that. Like I understand, I, I know that he had shown a three and zero record just from the, the games he was playing in, whether starting or spot starting. Um, but at the end of the day, he is a backup, and he is limited. He's far more limited than Anthony Richardson. And look. It, just like most backups are, he's easier for a defense to game plan against. So just you know, under, understand that when Minshew is filling in this season, whether it's for the next like seven, eight games, or for the rest of the year with Richardson potentially getting surgery. So we talked about the the best case scenario and and the worst case scenario, but let's talk about probably what meets in the middle here, Drake. How do you see this whole thing playing out? So Anthony Richardson, let's say he does get that season ending surgery, and Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback for the Colts the rest of the way. How do you see that playing out? Not only for this offense, but where do you see this team stacking up it, on, on January on January seventh or eighth when the season ends? I think that Minshew is, as you mentioned, the best backup in the league, but he struggles with blitz. I mean, we've seen it with the Ravens. We've seen it with the Jaguars. He struggles with pressure. Every QB struggles with pressure, but there's a there's a ranking as to who struggles with it the least and who struggles with it the most. I would put Minshew maybe like in the middle. He just really looks more erratic, and I think that that's what defenses are going to do until proven different. They're going to bring the pressure. They're going to say, look, get through, pressure him in the pass rush, and they're going to do whatever they can. You'll, you'll probably see the Browns what stack eight guys right there in the box. They're probably going to put everyone right there and force Minshew to try to do against a much better defense, by the way, what he couldn't do against the Jaguars on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think I think that that this this Colts team has a very obvious ceiling with with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback, and and as a lot of people said, the floor has has definitely fell out uh, from underneath the Colts without Anthony Richardson in there. Uh, for me, I think I think this just kind of puts the Colts back on track to where we thought they would be beginning of the season. Uh, I think if this Colts team can show uh, in, in other areas that they're still improving, uh, you still want to see uh, improvements from. From, from the rookies, from Juju Brents, Josh Downs, uh, uh, Blake Freeland. You still want to see what Michael Pittman Jr. can do as he re- comes up on a contract here. Uh, you want to see what these young, de- what some of the young defenders are, are doing. But 
I just you just the ceiling for this for this Colts team with Gardner Minshew at quarterback is still much lower than what it is with Anthony Richardson out there. So sure, I think the Colts can still win some games. They certainly have one of the easiest ske- remaining schedules in the NFL. Uh, remember, they they still have to they still will go up against the the Carolina Panthers. The New England Patriots aren't doing very well. Uh, the Colts still play the Houston Texans, and while the Texans uh, don't necessarily are are I wouldn't say the Texans are are playing poorly. The Colts did put a beat down on the Texans earlier in the season. So the Colts do have some matchups where where it is favorable for them. So in, in my humble opinion, I'm still looking at that seven win mark. I think if the Colts can get seven wins and and you're seeing a lot of guys uh, continue to improve, uh, not only on the offense side of the ball, but on the defense side of the ball, you can be very happy with that because you can expect uh, a fully healthy Anthony Richardson next year and, and you can build off of that. Um, so if, if you're getting about seven and maybe even eight wins, maybe the Colts get to eight wins. I think they, they'll still be in the playoff conversation probably until the later parts of December. But I, I just don't see this Colts team being a playoff team with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Yeah, and I really like that ceiling being the seven, eight win mark. Because look, I know that they've got an easier schedule. They still play a historic, a potentially historic Cleveland Browns defense this next week. Then they play the, the 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 Saints, who can always be stifling. And then you have to go to Tennessee, then to Cincinnati and play Burrow. And then you have Pittsburgh at home, who has they've always had the Colts number it seems. So the, there are some games that could be pitfall games, but like you mentioned. Those are also this is also a remaining schedule where if you do have to leave your your you know potential your future franchise quarterback into the hands of surgery and into the hands of just you know trying to recover, at least you have an easier schedule where there is that crazy chance maybe you slip in nine wins or something like that and you skip into that seventh seed. Um, and, and I'll stand by it. Look, if they somehow get even seven or eight wins. That is a big step up from last season. And Shane Steichen should definitely give himself a little pat on the back if he doubles the wins from last year. Should get coach of the year consideration. I think he should already uh, with how his early performance is. But, but who knows? Maybe maybe Minshew mania will take control one last time and, and give the Powerful Colts, mustache, man. Give, give Colts fans a, a little surprise and possibly <laughs> a playoff berth if, if everything goes well for this team. And that's our show for today, guys. Really appreciate uh, uh, you guys, the support that we've been getting on these Horseshoe Huddle halftime episodes. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for Drake and I to come on here and chat ball for 15 to 20 minutes with y'all in a in a more relaxed setting i would say if you haven't done so please go follow us on social like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to horseshoe huddle on youtube hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live whenever shod goes live with the saddle up show so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live on youtube wherever you're listening to us today please subscribe give us a five-star review it really helps us reach other colts fans just like you you can follow drake on x at d walster drake you can follow myself at andrew moore nfl and we will be back Thursday night to get you all set for week seven in the NFL as the Indianapolis Colts are back home to take on the Cleveland Browns, which is sure to be an absolute dog fight. So until next time, Colts fans, have a good one and we'll be seeing you Thursday night.